Hi, Brendan here, otherwise known as Groth in our flagship reroll gaming podcast. Or Cranky in the Chronicles of Realm miniseries we run on the side. Or Dan Durgan in Delta Green. Which brings me to why you're hearing my stupid voice instead of the normal recap. I just had to take a moment to remind you all that if you like rich, flavorful, spooky stories, especially in October, you're not going to want to miss our second season of Delta Green, Whispers of Lunabelle Island. Hosted by Zane Gehring and starring Ayla Gehring as Agent Maya Oakley, Latara Godding as your favorite WWE superstar slash congressman slash fireman, Ronnie, Wes Paulson as Dr. Freddie Greenwood, myself as Dan Durgan, and Tanner Prentice, finally as a player character, Scorpion. You guys gotta meet him. He is a great character. This thing is an absolute labor of love for everybody involved, and the heart and soul that Zane has poured into making a great story has made me so proud to be a part of it. Find it wherever you listen to this podcast. It's absolutely worth a listen. But as for the story at hand, we're here with the party in a three-way split. Two of the members isolated and within literal spitting distance of a massive and savage orc war camp, which employs scores of the undead. And a white dragon has just landed in the middle of it to deliver a message from the so-called king of the undead himself. What will that message be? And... Will Flint and Groth be so lucky that this dragon doesn't spot them on the way out? Let's find out. Right now, on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. Welcome back to the Reroll Gaming Podcast. By the time this episode airs, we are going to be balls deep in spooky season. So I got a question for you guys. Well, first of all, let me remind you to check out our new season of our Delta Green Adventure which airs every Friday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Starting on Friday the 13th, which we didn't plan, but turned out to be yes, really, qu- yes, not really, really cool. Turned out pretty good. Cool. <laughs> Should yeah. be a couple episodes out by now. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying the show, and if you're not, feel free to lie to us. Yeah. And tell us how good it, it is. False, false validation. False validation. Really just any validation. I don't care how, like, based in reality it is. I could, I could, I'll take whatever I can get at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty certain at least 90% of the people on this call love Halloween. So for our question icebreaker today, I was hoping you guys would tell me what's your favorite element of Halloween or if you have a specific memory tied to it you'd like to share. I remember uh, last Halloween, it was not 108 degrees and that was that was pretty fucking that was pretty fucking good. (laughs) low bar but okay does anybody um kind of like a random sort of tangent but like do you have like like i have a vivid memory of a certain mask that i wore when i was a kid and i can like very accurately remember what it smelled like Ooh, yeah that's like my barbie (laughs) outfit that was pink and it was like made out of like basically like tinsel so it was really fucking itchy (laughs) oh yeah i remember that thing yeah (laughs) what did your mask smell like zane 
Well, there's two. There was one that was like uh, the main dude what, from from what? What's the common denominator if two of your masks smelled really weird? Well, they both smelled really weird, so they stuck in my memory. Hey, one hey, was your like face a, smells a weird. really uh-huh, weird, weird smell. Weird smell. <laughs> weird like, smell. I'm trying to tell my story. <laughs> <laughs> no, one was the. Uh, it was like a like cheap ass like foam mask of um, this costume. It was like the main dude from Gargoyles or something like that. Fuck yeah. And I, I remember like vividly how just it smelled like really cheap foam. And then the other one was uh it was actually this really kick ass like um symbiote like black suit Spider Man costume that my dad made me. And he like made like a mask and everything with like the eyes and the glue that I think or whatever. He used this like glittery like glittery white glue for the eyes and it had this really distinct smell to it. And I fucking love that costume and I have no idea what I did with it. That's getting cool. high. <laughs> yeah, getting high costume. Fucking That's glitter right. glue. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> glitter glue. Y'all ever huff glitter glue in Halloween time? <laughs> Built into the bag, you put it right on your face. You wanna, <laughs> hey kids, you wanna huff glitter glue with Spidey? <laughs> Every child gets one <laughs> huff of glitter glue. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys suck it right off the front of my mask, though. Uh, Zane, when you, when, you, mm. when you say it was symbiote Spider-Man, are you talking about like pre-Venom, Dark Spider-Man? Well, I mean, it was. I mean, it was, yeah, the, it was the, the symbiote, yeah, the symbiote yeah. Spider-Man yeah. thing. Because I mean, okay. that's where he got the symbiote, the yeah. Venom symbiote from was Venom, right? Yeah, and yeah. Venom was, was introduced before the Black Suit Spider-Man development, as no. far as I know. No, Venom was not before Black Suit Spider-Man. No, oh, really. Black Suit yeah. Spider-Man was supposed to be like a like a Batman-y Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, it, Black Suit it, Spider-Man's being... first appearance was Secret Wars. In Did it have anything 70s. to do with the symbiote? Or was he just wearing a black suit? The symbiote like turned into, or it, it ended up becoming like the canon for what Venom is. Uh, right. It was. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't know if that was like planned out ahead of time in the arc. I think that's just no. what it became. Yeah. It was, yeah. You you understand what I'm asking though, right? Like the the black suit and its original appearance wasn't necessarily because of the symbiote. It was just right. Spider-Man yeah, I don't think so. Suit. Yeah, no, I it was a, okay. it was like a fashion choice. It was supposed to be yeah. It was just supposed to be like a nighttime Spider-Man suit, just a more yeah. stealthy oh, like the, sleep. A nighttime Spider-Man. The night, yeah. mi- the night monkey. Night, and then night. Called Spider-Man. Uh, that sounds not good. <laughs> Sexual. It was in a Marvel movie, <laughs> so you know. Um. Anyways, <laughs> I have yeah. two like Halloweens that I remember super vividly. The first one, I was. In high school, I think, and me and all my friends went to this abandoned house and just got stoned, and that was it. Um, and then the yeah, it was it was creepy and Spooky gross and cold. As fuck. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't so bad. It was a cool house. Uh, there was definitely like we should not have been in the room that we were in altogether because there was like clearly structural damage. Uh, there was a hole in the floor <laughs> leading down to the basement, but we were just walking around. It was fine. There was like six that's, of us. That, that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I think they demolished that place. It was really sad. So I wanted to go back and look at it because it was super cool, but they, they killed it. Anyways, the second one that I remember is, uh, moving into the Kent house with you guys. Um, so I'm pretty sure like my second night there, or I think it was my second night or my first night there was the Halloween party. And, um, I just remember like 
having my room halfway done, showing up in my room, and there's a bunch of people I didn't know, and I was like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I was so also like... cool at that party, and I was just I was just starting to get to know you, too, and I remember you really <laughs> wanting me to be in your room with you, and I was like, I'm running around doing all everything. Yeah, you are doing everything. It was like, I just want you, my friends to be in here only. <laughs> um, and then a bunch of, like, some random dude walked in, and I was like, okay, everyone get the fuck out. <laughs> and I just stayed in there for a minute. Uh, I was also like, rolling on molly for most of that night i got really stoned and we're taking a giant hit off of a bong and my friend savannah being like dude that's like a half it's mixed with tobacco like don't take that big of a hit and i didn't hear it at all <laughs> and i finished it and i was so dizzy it was like oh my head hurts she was like i literally told you six times not to do that it was like Ugh. i didn't hear you <laughs> uh so yeah that that was a really fun night <laughs> well you looked like a really pretty butterfly yeah. <laughs> i was a slutterfly yeah it's it was a good night <laughs> Uh, I don't have any specific memories, but I just think the whole like Halloween tied in with like my favorite time of year. So it's just like all the memories go together with that. So that's why I like Halloween. I like the fall and the weather and the food and the pumpkins and the spooky decorations and costumes. They're all great. Yeah. And everyone just seems so happy at Halloween. I don't know. I I think Halloween's like a pretty like low like the expectations a little bit lower because like it's like christmas is stressful for a lot of people because like oh god i have to buy my entire yeah. like all my kids presents and shit mm-hmm. but it's like no nah, just go get a bag of like dollar store candy and you're good to go yeah it's like it's low stress Everybody so everyone's just happy versus some people being yeah. like stressed or sad or whatever yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. people no, shamelessly hand out uh those like carnival peanuts like <laughs> you can <Yeah>. literally <laughs> give anything out yeah that actually that's the most stressful part is that like that their stock or whatever their sales get a good solid couple hundred percent yeah. bump, and then we have to endure their existence for yet another year. Well, the oh, Brandon likes those. I like those things. Ah, <laughs> oh, you yeah. guys are both disgusting. There are You're dozens of us. The crazy <laughs> thing about, There's at least like thirteen. <laughs> the crazy part about where like some of us live, half of us live, is that the only there's only one intersection on the entire island and that's the town and the whole town shuts down for halloween so that right. all the kids and stuff can just walk to the local businesses and get collect candy and do that whole thing because it's pretty rural so it's like there's not really a good place to do that anywhere on island i mean you can but it, unless you go to like the rich uh part it's not worth it and it's kind of far well, away that's that's also how i know i'm definitely getting older too because i'm just like if i have to go to a ferry or something in town shut down i'm just like i have to drive all the fucking way around town yeah <laughs> This is bullshit. <laughs> Takes like five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like ten, but maybe yeah, like definitely, 10. definitely. That's that's like a maximum. But it's cool because like say... everyone gets dressed up, even like the adults and stuff, and the local businesses are like decked out, and it's kind of cool. Yeah, you guys dressing up this year? Oh, I really want to. We want but... to. I don't know what we're gonna do though. We might do a Halloween party, which you'd be invited to, Latara. I mean, Octavia and Brenda are invited to, but I don't think <laughs> Brenda. We gotta it. figure out how to get down. <laughs> yeah. We'll start Scott driving down. He'll make up it. Here. <laughs> uh, there's one other thing that I like about Halloween, and it's really only like Washington Halloween, or because it's like that time of year. Um, I like that it gets so like I don't know. I like how uneasy I feel during the entire month of October, which sounds really weird, 
but like everything gets like darker earlier mm-hmm. and like there's just that little bit of like spooky everywhere yeah. and I'm like oh there's serial killers that are from here and like <laughs> what the fuck how exciting I, I don't know it's, I just it's spooky like spooky season it's Ted yeah. Bundy I just I don't know I enjoy the Ted Bundy was from Tacoma motherfucker. feeling Washington yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right about where I. Yeah, oh, I start seeing sunsets when right? I wake up because the sun what? comes up later. That's cool. Yeah, I like sun I rises when I, I wake thought up. Octavia was talking about uh, here because there are oh. a lot no, of no, no, no. In Washington that come from is here. what I meant. Not, oh, okay. not, not Texas. It's too fucking hot out here to like be afraid of anything other than the giant. Wasps. <laughs> it's some serial killer sitting at home in his air conditioned house, and he's just like, I should go kill somebody tonight. There are a lot of serial killers that are from Washington, or I mean, from Texas. All the serial killers from Texas just don't get caught. Because there's so many yeah, places to get rid of giants. Yeah, I very, think that, and I read somewhere that Houston <laughs> is the like serial cap- killer capital of the world because yeah, it, it is present. just there's so many transients and it's like so easy to get out of the city and into literal just nothing, dude. Like one in probably fifteen or twenty true crime stories that I listen to. Are like so and so was born in the town of Greenville, Texas, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck! Oh, I and you've been working out there? there. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of true crime, and there's a lot of Texas stuff. And every time they mention Texas, I'm like, uh oh, you guys, and I think about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we don't ever like leave our house unless it's for work, so we're we're good. <laughs> Samantha Wolf fucking lived like 30 minutes from my front door. It's weird. I bought a not a serial killer though. Well, I didn't buy, but I went to a garage sale at the Green River Killer's house before he was caught. Oh no shit! Yeah, it's while my awesome. sister's ex fiance was like neighbors with him. It's creepy. Mister Ridgeway, did he get you? Huh? Did he kill him? No, did he get you? Yeah, did, 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 did he, he kill you? you? Did, yeah. My sister's ex fiance? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Our banter went on a little long, so I'm just going to squeeze mine in here. Love horror movies. Watched Jaws yesterday. It was great. Isn't there a debate on whether or not like Jaws is a horror movie or not? Don't start with me. It is a horror movie. Well, it's a thriller. It's like yeah, I was going to say it's like a thriller. We also we also have to consider like the sort of context and time frame too. Like Jaws was horrifying when it came out. Oh hell yeah! So was Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Both fucking horror masterpieces from their day. Yeah. You watch them now, you're like, but really? Jaws holds it. Mean, fun it, fun it fact, is, I think. True. I mean, I think, I think Jaws was rated Jaws. PG when it came out. I think it was one of the movies that, like, kind of like brought about the PG 13 rating. Yeah, it was um, that. It was that in Temple of Doom, which are both Spielberg, which is hilarious. I'm sorry, you've never seen Jaws, Octavia? I have not. Oh, I like insane. it's on my list of like needing to watch them, but. I have not seen Jaws. It's definitely in the top 10 movies of all time for me. I haven't seen any of the Jigsaw or like, it, I really haven't seen a ton some, of There's some movies. good Saw movies for sure. You haven't yeah. seen all 10 of the Saw movies plus the two spinoffs or <laughs> okay. whatever. Yeah. Apparently the 10th one just came out and apparently it's really good. It's got that's like what I was, Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Tomatoes or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, speaking of rotten tomatoes, we're a bunch of rotten fruits technically. Oh wow! It's not. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, Speaking no, we're good. of horrifying scenes, 
We last left See what off. Flint's doing with this goat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bruno. What Groth's about to do. <laughs> we last left off with the white dragon. Do you guys know the white dragon's name? Have I told you? Uh, I, think so. I don't think so. Big Ed. Rune Hawks. Rune Hawks? Rune Hawks. Like runes and then like hawks? Yeah, but spelt differently. Spelt cooler. Spelled with two X's. <laughs> are they uh, right are. like capital X and lowercase X? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's his Rune hawks 6969. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy boy. <laughs> Frost Knuckle, I fucked your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have a bit of a split party when this dragon has shown up. Out front of the orc fort is Groth, hot on the heels, searching for where his companion Flint had taken off to. Meanwhile, on another side of the camp, Flint, huddling in a closed small shelter with a barely embered fire to keep him warm. Both of you were able to hear this dragon's arrival as he slammed into the middle of the camp, shaking the entire mountains around him and yelled uh, and yelled out, Frost Knuckle, I bring word from our majesty. Is this in like draconic or is it in common? That's a good question. I think actually is in common. Okay. In order to be understood. Is this the dragon saying this or someone writing him? The dragon. The dragon itself. Now, I do have a question for Mr. Groth and Flint. While the dragon's arrival was very easily noticed, definitely because the dragon wanted to put on a show, are you moving closer to continue listening to this conversation that may or may not happen? And let me paint you a little bit of a picture here. Groth, you actually rolled a critical success, I believe, on attempting to uh, hide or obscure yourself from the dragon. So you are... Yeah, that's right. You are in a tree with a good vantage point. I think you would probably not be able to hear anything less loud from the dragon's speech. However, I will say where you are gives you a good vantage point to where you can see from kind of an eagle-eyed view the scene unfold. Frost Knuckle and the dragon aren't scream shouting their conversation like two drunk people outside my window at three in the morning in downtown Tacoma. <laughs> they might. <laughs> <laughs> Frost Knuckle, poured me a Jaeger bomb. <laughs> I love you. No, no, no. I love you. <laughs> Just like, Shut up. I have to be at work in six hours. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Flint at this point uh, would kind of just like pat Brunhilda on her side of her head and just in Dorvish give her a command, stay. Or hold or whatever, not stay. Stay. Don't do it. Stay. <laughs> yeah, pat her on the side of the head and, and Dorvish say, hold Brunilda. And uh, slowly kind of like creep his way up, maybe closer to the ledge where hopefully he can see a little more. 
because I I have a pretty good view of the camp, right, from like this little hovel that I. You do. Yeah. So here's actually what I'm going to require from both of you. Both of you give me perception checks, and depending on your perception check, we will see how much of this you hear or see. Nice. 30. 23. Okay, so 30 is pretty good. 23 is not quite as good, but I think what I said remains of Groth. You're going to get the visual of this, but not the audio. But I think with the 30, Flint, you, you know, muscle your way up. Probably, I imagine, an army crawling through the snow as it crunches softly beneath you to the edge of this ledge. And you will be able to hear and see. And a scene unfolds in front of you. As Is it like a pretty quiet, like, windless night? Like, I'm trying to just get a visual. Like, Yeah, so overcast. It, it seems strange. It seems that almost the weather itself is providing a stage for this dragon where you guys have been in the Kravnox and the Southern Peaks for Southern Peaks probably two days or so now you have noticed recently the weather's been getting light but at no point has it stopped snowing or blistering wind until this moment it is overcast it is middle of the night almost but eerily quiet and you also hear that reflected in the noise from the camp hammers hitting anvils have stopped arguing orcs have stopped everybody is holding their breath as this scene unfolds and looking down both of you into this camp you see a thick leather door of this what you identified to be this commander's tent Uh, rip open and this towering orc walks out draped in a starch white wolf pelt with its head pulled over like a hood he steps forward and two winter wolves matching the pelt on his back stand at each side left and right of him the wolves are snarling at the dragon but obviously keeping their distance the dragon continues the powerful Prince of the mountain searches for a half-giant with a mask clinging to his face. The dragon shakes and snarls as the surrounding crowd of orcs grows bigger and bigger despite this obvious fermentation of fear exuding from the crowd. Tell me, runehawks, what's in it for me? My men have raided countless pitiful merchants and travelers, delivering them to your giants who slaughtered the humans in the south. Why should we scour this mountain for a single half-giant? The dragon grows irate. You will do what is asked by your master. He spits this out with hate. However, to the one who brings the masked giant to our majesty, they shall rule Bronzehammer atop a smoldering throne of skulls in the new world. Murmurs ripple through the crowd at this promise of power, and Frostknuckle steps forward. I will deliver this man to you, Runehawks. 
but your intimidation is weak. Do not enter my fort without permission again. The dragon steps forward like a cat approaching a defiant mouse. If you fail in this task, Runt, I will rip you apart piece by piece until there is nothing left but the stain of where your corpse was. And with a flap of his incredible wings, he flies into the sky, quickly disappearing behind the cloud cover. And at this point, you see, Flint, and I think, Groth, you're a little too enamored with this dragon's departure. But Flint, you're focused on Frost Knuckle, looking. Looking at his next move. And from the tents behind him emerges another. A red-haired dwarf woman with an open flame, magically balanced in the palm of her hands, providing some illumination. Red Star, Frost Knuckle speaks. Go search the pens for this half-giant. If we can find this man before the prince does, we'll finally have some leverage. I will go to the dwarf and see what we have learned. The pair splits up with Red Star heading to the north end of the camp and Frost Knuckle heading towards what you can only assume from the billowing smoke and awful stench is the tannery, flanked by his wolf companions. Meanwhile, Kiaren, Bo, and Star, how is your night going? We're painting each other's fingernails and drinking <laughs> wine. Girls' night. Yeah. Well, and Bo. Bo's, Bo's allowed to come to girls' night. Bo's, you know, he's... No, he has to wait outside. <laughs> Can I come in? It's really cold. We're drinking Only wine. Only take your shirt off. Having pillow fights. Bo t- tries to be, like, manly for, like, one second. I was like, yeah, this is not my deal. Let's go back inside. Yeah. Do you guys have any uh, pink uh, Chardonnay? Whatever. Yep, I do. <laughs> is that it? Is that actually what you guys are doing? I mean, I don't. I, I mean, you guys went back to rest, so yeah. I imagine what, we're, what time we're is it, sleeping, sleeping soundly while one of us keeps a watch. It's yeah. getting it's getting late. You're getting close to midnight. I mean, I guess Star probably would have offered to take first watch if you two wanted to get some sleep. Share your little secrets, kick your feet, you know. <laughs> Eat. Definitely tried to, to, because I said I like lit it up the fire so that when we got back there'd be some coals to be able to start another. Yeah. And that did that work? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Well then, rebuild. All right, Groth Flint. Night's getting late. This was an illuminating incident. But it is real cold. Yeah, girl, it's still pretty quiet. <laughs> yeah, I think after that dragon leaves, the tense air just continues on throughout the camp. Orcs not sure what to think. Maybe a little more noise from the camp as it operates, but it is late. And Yeah, I think uh Good. Good. Okay. Flint's gonna slink back over to his little 
cave and Pat Brunhilda and say, it's too quiet. Everybody's on edge after that. We'll, uh, we'll wait a bit longer, see what they do. And he'll pull the, I don't know, some furs back over him and Brunhilda and kind of like get some restless sleep. Okay. Um, I would say I I probably got here less than an hour before Flint, right? Or after Flint, sorry. I guess I, I'd like to know maybe more specifically where we are in relation to each other or relation to the camp. I imagine I popped out at an edge of the clearing and you're probably somewhere like a edge of the clearing on the camp, like out of the trees uh, surrounding it. And I imagine that you're probably somewhere along either that ridge or a different one. I feel like it definitely was more than an hour. It's much more than an hour on top of he had a mount. Yeah. So he's got a, he can move a lot faster than you can. Okay. So he's been here for quite a little bit. Yeah. So I, I think at this point you have kind of a general idea of the area he is, you know, that he's not going to be able to continue in this cold. And he's, and Kieran had a good point last episode of, I think it was Kieran. Maybe it was you, actually, Grath, of you know where he's going. Yeah. However, I think tonight you're starting to get the sense that you're not going to find him. It's as dark as it gets, and uh, carrying a light around with you is probably not a great idea. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I think Grath will, like, <laughs> like tie some tree branches to his antlers like pointing down covering his mask <laughs> that's the Find giant no you idiot there's no mask on it <laughs> just a bush it's just a bush, it's a bush. they would never find me uh yeah he's gonna i don't know just bed down in the snow i guess i have a paper bag brendan for the rest of her <laughs> <laughs> groth i guess with antlers clearly poking out the paper bag <laughs> yeah, i love that it, uh, image so, i need to draw that Sorry, Groth, you, you're resting here? Uh, yeah, I think I think for the night, I'm gonna find a uh, I don't know, just like a shallow tree well that I can sort of stick my body down into. So one thing I will say is, I think and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think because you were trying to catch up with Flint and everything I don't think you have any of your supplies, and while you might be accustomed to the cold Sleeping without blankets, bedding, or things like that could potentially end up harming you a little bit. But if that's what you want to do, I'm not going to deter you from it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I thought about just like raw exposure. Um, no, I guess Groth. It's a ways back to our camp. It's a ways to anywhere. I think he's just going to move really, really, really slowly. Um, he's going to actually forego sleep in general and move along the tree line uh, using root reading to see if he can uh, stumble across two medium sized creatures it's like a 30 foot circle around me yeah I am going to have you give me a survival though I will say this is probably going to be a pretty difficult check alright it's a flaccid 20 Okay. You spend another hour or two doing this. I, I would say probably an hour, 
um, before you realize that you you're getting some pings, but it doesn't match up with Brunhild and Flint, and you get the sense that you're in an area that is scouted. Okay. Yeah, I mean... I guess I'll just, uh... It's pretty early in the night, isn't it? No, it is very late. Oh, okay. At this point, it's like, what, one or two? Yeah, it's like one or two in the morning at this point. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You could probably get back to the watchtower in about an hour. Maybe two. Um, or you no, can I think keep searching around here if you like. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna forego sleep and again I'm just gonna be moving really super slowly, uh, mostly staying in really thick foliage. Not trying to go out in the open immediately after my <laughs> like bounty on my head is called. Okay. Give me a stealth check. Night. Twenty-five. Okay. The morning comes. I think Star, you said you took first watch. Who took last watch at the wash hour? I I will. Okay. Kiaran, it's of course hard to tell day from night, but the dark sky starts to glimmer this faint purple and it's sort of ever-present twilight that ends up being the closest thing you have to daylight and you get the feeling that it's morning and neither Groth nor Flint have returned I finish my push-ups 999 1000 <laughs> right. I was going to say I, uh, 700 of them <laughs> go wake up the others I don't know if you guys heard me. I did a thousand. <laughs> yeah, you're counting like obnoxiously loud. <laughs> I couldn't fucking sleep, Kieran. <laughs> thousand push-ups. No, you just keep repeating the same number. So if so- someone looks at you and then you then you move on to make it really annoying. <laughs> just did a cool thou, you know. Just cool, cool grand. Hey, were you counting? Did did I do a thousand? I think I did a thousand. I'm pretty sure it was a thousand. <laughs> uh, maybe it was a thousand and one, bro. <laughs> All right, you said you wake us up. Yeah. Ugh. Is did either of them come home, or back to camp anyway? Appears not. <laughs> Shit. Well, should we wait? Should we go after them? I mean, we'd have to pack up at least Groth's things and bring them with us. But we uh... gave you the bag of holding, right? Yes. Yeah. I think we better find them. We had discussed out there by themselves. We did discuss with Groth before he left a meetup point over that way. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Let's go. Okay. Head to the meetup point. Rendezvous with Groth. Flint. I'll carry his bag. They're dragging so it. So strong. <laughs> I guess we probably would have tossed everything in the in the bag of holding for later so that way you can just pull it out and it's a lot easier for us to carry I believe if I remember right I had uh 
I'd said the meeting point was the east side of camp where you can kind of overlook it. Yeah, I don't remember where you said. I just remember there was a meeting point. <laughs> yeah, I think you yeah. guys were talking about that, like that point on the far side of the camp encampment where it looks like you could almost drop down into it. Yeah, down off the cliffside or something like that. Yeah, that, I don't that remember that specifically where you said to meet. It was. It was. That was okay. It. Cool. Okay. All right, heading to the rendezvous. Just in case that matters, Tanner. I guess I was even listening. He's he said at the work camp. <laughs> Still not listening. That's uh, he can't tell direction. Uh, Star would definitely be trying to. Uh, either I guess either move stealthily or scout and just make sure we're not going to run into anything bad. But I don't know. Yeah, what she asks you... her party mates. Would you guys prefer that I try to sneak and see if I can help out that way, or should I be up front scouting? She's asking you to. Um, maybe we take it nice and slow, and you stay out to our sides, keeping an eye. Okay. Why don't all three of you give me perceptions? Unless you want to do something else, I'm assuming that's kind of what you're doing here. Yeah, we're trying to be stealthy, and not seen, and keep an eye out, I guess. Okay. And, and leaning on Star's expertise to help with that. We're doing perceptions? Do perceptions, please. I'm gonna use a hero point, or I'm gonna use a reroll, not a hero you point. What are those? <laughs> I got a natural twenty for thirty-one. Ooh, natural twenty. Okay. What'd you not get? The best. Uh, seventeen total. Bo, what'd you get? Eighteen. Okay. Solid. Mm, yeah. With your <laughs> natural twenty. Kieran, you feel that as you travel, you are clear of danger. You likely are leaving a trail. Um, it is not snowing today. In fact, the sky looks like it has cleared up. But with your natural 20, you know that definitely means one thing. It is going to get much, much colder. However, that being said, that could... Good or bad, I'll let you decipher, but there is no snowfall to cover your tracks today or to obscure things from you. Could I, noticing the weather in our tracks, try to hide our tracks? Sure. Uh, give me a survival check. And anybody can aid her if you'd like. It sure. would appear we don't have the snow helping us uh, keep our tracks hidden. Uh, Star would like to help with that. Okay. How do I? Roll a survival. If you get a over a twenty, she'll get a plus one. Yeah, a seventeen. Uh, yeah, twenty four. Unless Bo's helping, I don't know. Can I? Yeah. Roll survival. If you get a twenty, she gets a plus one. Seventeen. Uh. <laughs> Okay. What's happening? Uh, that's my new buzzer noise that I invented. We knocked you. There's a lot of seventeens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kiaran, you feel pretty confident that 
you are at least obscuring your tracks enough to where it would take... They'd have to be up close or something. They'd have to be up close or be a pretty experienced tracker to be able to follow. Or notice. I can think, like, Star like, grabs a tree branch and is like, look, we can brush over our tracks. And you're like, you fucking idiot, you're leaving pine needles. Yeah, a trail just of pine needles like, instead. <laughs> like, I, oh, no, she's I, your I tail star. Back up. Like, yeah, I was like, thinking more she's just smacking the ground behind her, so there's just big, like, obvious tree <laughs> branch marks. It's like, oh, this'll do it. Yeah, it looks like it's three like a, people like a... moved through here and hit the ground with a tree a bunch. <laughs> no, no, no. Clearly it was a tree that came through here yeah. from oh. all the tree marks. It's probably that big giant with the tree head we saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy seemed pretty chill. Groth, at this point, the twilight has come. The morning is here. What are you doing? Um... I guess if I can see it all, I'm going to search a little more, uh, a little more, uh, determinedly for Flint. Well, Groth has been searching all night. Has he found anything? I feel like if he's going to take the exhaustion thing, he should definitely maybe get something. Is there exhaustion? What is it? There's fatigue, and I have given Groth all I'm going to give him. Why don't you... Mm. GM your game and I'll GM <laughs> I figured if I just keep talking over you with my own instructions eventually you'll just give up and leave. <laughs> yeah, I thought, episodes, uh, at maybe. this point I was looking more towards uh, Zane for direction than you So, one, one thing I will say in my defense is you know not only are conditions rough not only is it perpetually dark not only were you on a mountain he was not on top of you are not only searching for somebody, you are also trying to do so while avoiding any attention from an encampment. It's very difficult. Oh, I was more thinking yeah. maybe he just found, like, some food or something like that. Not not like he found Flint. You found a, uh, a yam. Slim Jim wrapper in your life. <laughs> Cheddar jalapeno. Yeah, somebody sucked the juice out of it. Oh, God. Somebody sucked the juice out of it. It so <laughs> licked all the oil off of it, too. Yeah, ringed it out like a rat. Animals. <laughs> Gross. I uh, mean, I think if you definitely at some point might find, like, a tuft of goat hair or something that potentially could be flint. But, yeah. Hell back up, maybe. So, yep. why don't you give me a perception at this point? Okay. Oh, and you are fatigued, so take a minus one to all your uh, checks and AC. I think it just said AC and saving throws. Never mind. AC and saving throws. Actually, technically, you can't really do any exploration activities such as searching. But whatever. Fuck them. We don't have to. They can. Sorry, Paizo. Is that just any (laughs) time you're exhausted? Yeah, fatigued. I think with fatigued, you're just uh, you're so exhausted that you can't. But I mean, stealth, scout, search, seek. Well, I guess you. He's could not seek. really like. Oh wait, no exploration. Never mind. I was thinking traveling. Uh, that'd be a twenty-two. Okay, on perception. With a little more light on your side, and a twenty-two in perception. Again, there's nothing you see. And I think with all of this, you are piecing together that, you know, Flint, you know, he's stealthy, you know, he's experienced smuggler. 
if he doesn't want to be seen, it's going to be hard to find him. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just move to that uh, that Overwatch position and try to put myself in a good visually quiet spot to overlook the camp. Okay. Just in case Flint does suddenly be seen. <laughs> Are you in the vicinity of the rendezvous point? I'm just curious. Yeah, I think I came out of the woods somewhere on the east side and just kind of okay. was like searching around that ridge. Oh my god, that tree is walking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, Flint. nothing. Just being a tree over here, guys. <laughs> Moo. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Flint, you awake at the dawning of the twilight. What are you doing? I think, uh... Yeah, Flint is tentatively, like, heating himself up. I don't know. A little, like, rasher of bacon or something like that. Some dried ration, but trying to make it a little bit more palatable. While questioning yes. every horrible decision he's made. <laughs> no, he's just concerned about the bacon at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's gonna... Now that there's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit lighter. Probably not much, considering that, you know, I finally realized that there's no sun and it's not coming back for once in my life. Um, <laughs> kind of like peek down kind of where he was before and just see if there's any been any change in the camp and maybe start like scouting the immediate cliffside area to see if there's any good places to like sneak in. Okay. Go ahead and give me, I think, a perception check. I think that makes sense. Mm, 21. Okay. A lot going on in this encampment. And really, I think more than more than anything, you're just looking for another sign of Frost Knuckle. That you don't see. But you see comings and goings of orcs. You see, of course, they have that what looks to be sort of a tavern of sorts, which is closest to the south gate. Uh, several barracks uh, that orcs seem to come and go from. There's the wolf pens that you were uh, keen to on the west side. You now have located the tannery. With your 21, one thing I will give you, and I think you're still trying to figure out best point of incursion here, but there seems to be a hut to the northwest side that is gated around not unlike the wolf pens and you think it's weird because you don't see anybody outside of the shack you don't see any animals bit strange interesting okay I think at this point um yeah Flint is just gonna try to like I don't know, find which corner of the camp looks like it gets the least amount of traffic and then maybe try to plan his angle of approach from that side or that corner or whatever. Okay. And I think... I think we'll come back to you. Okay. But yeah, Flint is taking his time, though. He's definitely going to, like, post up in his little nook up there and just kind of watch for a while. Okay. Meanwhile... Kieran, Star, and Bo, 
you arrive at the rendezvous point to see a massive half giant half tree creature standing waving at you well let's go hide behind that tree while we wait for Groth <laughs> that's a good wait, idea it might be dangerous <laughs> with It'll our be survival you... checks we'll just hide behind the tree oh yeah I'd be honored if you'd hide behind me, just not under my loincloth. <laughs> you don't want to be there. It smells nasty. It stinks. It's sweaty. <laughs> also, your mom texting you just is really funny for some reason to me. Are you going to be done playing by 9 p.m.? <laughs> Are you I dinner's have dinner cold. ready. <laughs> she told me a long time ago. She was like, I tried to listen to a podcast. I don't understand it. Like the, that's for the best let's be honest <laughs> yeah. okay so you guys meet back up and see a very tired looking Groth looks like he has slept a wink what are you guys doing kill him <laughs> he's no use to us now <laughs> well did so, you find anything uh not Flint, but uh, I I saw that dragon last night. The dragon. Yeah, the big white one. His way fucking bigger up close. Was his rider with him too? Uh, yeah, I meant to clarify that, Tanner. Was his rider with him? No, just the dragon. No, but just the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and what was uh, he doing? Talking, he knows he knows common, so that's cool. I won't have to translate when we uh, make him a pet. Uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> they're uh, they're also maybe kind of looking for me. And Flint, I don't know where he's at. What, what was that? What was that middle part there? Uh, I just maybe all of them are kind of looking for me, and I I I have not seen Flint. <laughs> I tried maybe. really hard to find him. Maybe we should pause a moment on this pet thing, Groth. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with Groth. No, no, it's a given. That, that's, we're doing dra- this. Dragons eat about 5,200 pounds of meat a day. We got to think about how we're going to finance that. I you think, think he can find his own meat and he can maybe bring us some too. You get if... the sense that God is not going to let that happen. <laughs> wow. Well, not do even God himself. <laughs> For the first time ever, I feel pleasure coming from my mask. Like, oh god no Ugh, no no never mind i don't i don't want to spend <laughs> almost felt warm and fuzzy pain. for a second <laughs> that one's way worse uh you do know if it's an intelligent creature it's a different name than pet right Slave. <laughs> Indentured servant <laughs> yeah that one sorry big suitcase large bag of holding (laughs) okay guys this encounter gonna get back on track so what's uh what's the plan here hey you're the one who walked away from the party i mean you can see why (laughs) kieran is trying to seriously ask him like you do understand that it's not really okay right uh I don't know. Uh, look, if I know Flint, he's going to be in there soon. If he's not now. He was mad. Uh, 
uh, I don't, I don't know if I should walk up to the gate like I was thinking about maybe doing. Why would you walk up to the gate? Oh, selling religion or, you know, pamphlets. There's... Good. We were discussing like <laughs> a plan. It's plenty of before, innocent and before. legitimate reasons to walk up to a war camp with a pamphlet in your hand. I mean, <clears throat> um, something tells me that there's not very many half giants that have a mask welded onto their face. I don't think you walking up to the gate would be in your best interest anymore, especially not because you seem so tired. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you do seem tired. And I think the best time if we are going to try to get into the camp would be, I mean, it is dark, but a bit darker. Maybe you rest and we'll spend the day from this vantage just watching the movements in the camp. And uh, keeping an eye out for Flint, of course. For now, this is about as close as I'm getting. But uh, as always, you know, I'm ready to make some noise. Okay. Are we in agreement? We just kind of scout for now, like keep an eye. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we need to get back together. Yeah. I think Star will, uh, as I can try and scout around a bit and see if I can't find Flint myself, but who knows, uh, where he's gotten to at this point. Yeah. It might be our best bet just to watch the camp and look for his movements as well. He might try to get in. And again, we're on the east side of the camp at this point. We are. I don't know where you are. Huh? Sorry. I, I don't know where I am either. <laughs> we're all on the east side of the I camp. I actually at this think point. this is <laughs> we're like metagamey. Right so, yeah, you, I think you guys are actually really close to each other. <laughs> like walk and like trip sure, over. Yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I like to imagine Groth was up in a tree and Flint like climbed underneath him. And then they both, like, slowly snuck out from the same place. <laughs> no, not that close, but, like, you guys are definitely a lot closer than I think you... You're on the same side of the camp, I'll say that. A lot closer than our characters now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> do you guys smell milk? <laughs> no, but I do smell gar. <laughs> gar! <laughs> Fucking Brunhilde comes marching down off the mountain smoking the milk cart. <laughs> Hey, what do you guys want? <laughs> oh, God, she killed him. You're looking for Flint. Oh, for the milk car. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So can I roll some receptiones or something? You know what? I got a great idea. Why don't all of you tell me a skill that you're using to try to ascertain something about this camp? It doesn't have to be perception, and it doesn't have to be all-encompassing. Diplomacy. I'm going to use my athletics okay. to... <laughs> how? I mean, athletics to climb the mountain, like, around the <laughs> side? good to... vantage. Sure. You're like, sky's the limit as long as you could come up with a semi-convincing way. Yeah, Groth is, uh, he's... He's used to kind of watching his uh, black pillar kind of pop up in stages, and, uh, just sort of, I don't know, watching how the movement changes in different, at different points along its development. Like, maybe you get your proper barracks set up, and now the army's marching path is somewhere else. You know. Interesting. I don't know, okay. Stuff like that. Wait, are you not Just sleeping, get... Groth? Not yet. 
Okay. I mean, not this. I'm not going to just. <laughs> hey, guys. I mean, yeah, I guess he technically could go another day and still be all right enough ish. Or like today, and then he'll have to sleep tonight. But oh, I thought we were going to try to sneak in tonight. Who needs AC? Yeah, we don't do that. So, what type of check are you trying to roll here? Graf. Graf? Oh, uh, diplomacy check. Diplomacy. Yeah. yeah so I'm diplomacy is more of. It's kind of like persuasion from Pathfinder or from. D and D. Okay, so I, I couldn't use it to like try to identify like leaders of. Just by kind of overwatching the camp, uh, try to know like people that could be a problem oh, if that's we get kind into of a fight. Interesting. Like yeah, just hide. You know what? Yeah, go I ahead and give me a diplomacy, and I'll I'll tell you what you get from it. I see where you're kind of going with it. It's unconventional, but I like it. Yeah, just I don't know, feeling out the power structure, seeing if there is one. Uh, for twenty-seven. Okay. Okay, interesting. Uh, we'll come back to you. So diplomacy twenty-seven. Uh, who's got who's got a skill? Um, survival. Survival, okay, yeah. Just to see where, indicate where, like paths, they've left or in and out of the camp. Maybe trying to ascertain numbers or yeah. anything like that or something. Okay, survival like that. Okay, Kiaren, you got one. I will probably cast guidance on myself, and then just get a good vantage point and try to just perceive watch the camp for like movement patterns looking for areas that are like lower movement if we decide to go in um keeping an eye out for flint any routes that i think might be the best route basically okay go ahead and roll it and star what are you thinking um i think star wants to try to use stealth to get like a better than like average kind of viewpoint of the camp um Maybe, like, close enough, but still high up enough to, like, see stuff without being seen herself. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep, exactly. Okay. Roll it. So we're going to start with Groff. Diplomacy 27. Uh, I apologize. I'm fatigued. 26. <laughs> nope. That only affects saving throws. That's my fault. I Beautiful. misspoke. So. 27. Saving throws and AC. Uh, nice. Okay. 27. Great. So I think... As you're searching through, just overwatching the camp and watching the comings and goings, and you're kind of drawn to where people, or orcs rather, end up going the most. And I think what you find is kind of a <clears throat> a bit of a surprise, a place where you would imagine a lot of conversation, interactions, um social encounters to be would be something like the inn. However, these orcs, for the most part, except for what you could tell is really tough-looking orcs, avoid that inn with a wide berth. Hmm. Bo, what'd you get for survival? Eh, 22. Okay. With a 22, you're looking at tracks on the path there 
looking throughout the sort of edge of the camp and the wilderness around looking for clues. And what you do notice is a lot of direwolf tracks. About the same size as the wolf that's accompanied the tracker that you guys, uh, wolf, uh, what was his name? Wolf testicle? Wolf tooth. Wolf tooth. Uh, yeah. Lot of direwolf tracks. You could tell they're used as mounts, as companions, as beasts of burden, as trackers. And just from that information, gleaming, there's probably a wolf pen, and it has probably got a lot of wolves in it. Okay. Kiaran. General yep. perception. Go ahead and give me. I did use a hero point. Okay. I got 26. I'm sorry, you used a what? A reroll. I used oh, a reroll. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. 26. With a 26, your eyes are a little keener to notice details. And one thing you do notice that catches you by surprise is a red-headed dwarf. Garbed in silken nice robes with a sleek black fur draped over her and the sort of glistening of gold and silver chains around her neck and fingers. Something of an oddity in this camp. And you see her going to this sort of area in the northeast, but you can't really figure out why, but she seems to come and go pretty often between there and what you can assume from the stench and plume, the tannery. Um, is the spot in the northeast the thing you were describing to Flint with it being like a single cottage behind a fence or something? Yes. Okay. Oh, that's in the northeast? Northwest. 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 I'm sorry. Northwest. Northwest. (laughs) As indicated upon the map. I know good at directions. That's okay. It's, it just reminds oh, me. I just of when assumed we used it wasn't even on this map. Is it? On no, this it's map? on the map. Everything oh, okay. I'm talking about is on this map. Cool. I see it. So far, what you know is actually quite a bit about this. Whatever this place is that the red-headed dwarf went to, I think this might be revealing something. But I think you knew this. Wolf pins. Yeah, Here. Star had seen that when she they looked over the fence. I think. And that this was the ta- tavern? Tavern, yep. Uh, and then I think this is the... Commander's Tent. The okay. guy you beheaded also was telling us about the wolves. And where is this? I'm sh- probably, yeah. Where's the tannery? Tannery is right here. Okay, opposite sides. Uh, the end's at the bottom here, Brennan. Okay, that's, that's what the... Only the high-ranking. The big long house. Now, Star, why don't you... Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Star, why don't you give me your stealth check? I also use a reroll. I have a 30. 30. Okay, that's pretty gosh darn good. What was the hut thing that's fenced off? What did you refer to it as? Just a hut. I called it a cottage, but... 
Was that was that all the info that you had? It was cottage hut thing. Yeah. Yep. And I saw Red Star going in there a lot. Okay, so with a thirty. <laughs> okay. I have a feeling this is gonna. Oh, thank you guys for labeling this. You're actually I'm, doing I'm trying, something. I'm trying to help. Helpful. <laughs> by disgracing my maps with a thirty. Star, I think you actually end up lucking out quite a bit here. You go back to that place where there was a gap in the wooden barrier that surrounds this fort. The one that was being worked on by an old Henri orc barking orders at zombies or undead laborers. And you notice that while it was slightly mended, you are still able to squeeze through and currently there is no one around you. Do you want to peek in? Yeah. Fuck it. Okay. Let's do this. Well, Roll. do you want to peek in or do you want to fuck it? Both. You can't have sex with it. You said it's a pretty small gap, right? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> How many fingers can okay. fit through there? <laughs> as many okay. as it takes. <laughs> okay, the, shut the, up. The fort, the fort, a sea. The fort, a sea. I'm taking a reroll away. Give it back. <laughs> Take one reroll. Sorry, I already shoot. don't have any. <laughs> Negative one. Uh. Okay, we're rolling over your thirty here. You pop through this little barrier in the fence, and you get to the back of what you guys suspect is the inn. And back here, there is indeed a back door to get inside, as well what as are you saying? barrels of ale and other supplies that are just kept out in the cold. And the door swings open, but you feel pretty good about your stealthing abilities. In fact, this smoking, big, burly woman of an orc isn't even looking for anybody, as she comes out with an empty uh why did I forget what these are called she comes out with an yeah she comes out with an empty keg of ale and tosses it haphazardly in the snow in a pile of others grabs a new one with minimal effort and goes back in pulling the the door open but as it opens it's not so much what you see but what you hear as sharp twangy violin notes haphazardly string together in this uneasy unnerving song but you only hear it briefly before that door shuts and we'll pick this up next time I'd also I'd also like to note that as I got through the the fence I gave it a light spanking (laughs) (laughs) call me (laughs) <laughs> the language you decide to use to af- there on after the back door. Yeah, the back so door. Funny. You're like you pop right through, and it's like uh-huh. what? Uh-huh. Are you I talking don't even about? need to. I feel you like might, you might have to you might have to spit on it a little bit before you pop through. Thank you guys for listening to the Reroll Gaming Podcast, and please check out the new season of our Delta Green show, Whispers on Lunabel Island. It'll be right one. on this feed. Yeah, it is a good one. It's a great it's one. Free. You know you why? You have no excuse not to go. It is yes. free. 
Yeah, you get to watch me exercise control over Tanner for once. <laughs> I feel for like once? you see a lot of that in this show. <laughs> I think he, it, I think it's going to his head. He's starting to try to take over well, here a bit. It's hard because yeah, like... we record Fridays and then it's like Saturday. You can't turn it off by that amount of time. So it's like you can't turn it off. And so... See, man, if you want to be GM, you just got to whatever, yeah, whatever excuses that you can give me to validate my need for control. That's totally fine. Validation's <laughs> been a theme for you this episode. Huh. Yeah, I need it. I'm going to suck it all up as much as I can get. Validating that not your time. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app. Bye. Bye. Also, I'm just saying, like, y'all could probably buy a pretty <laughs> sweet seat on some council in Bronze Hammer if y'all turn me in. Oh, it's, it's on the list. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media? Listen to another episode or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.